Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is David. And my name is James. And this is the Star Wars Podcast you've been looking for. We talk about anything and everything under the Star Wars Stuff umbrella, which is everything related to Star Wars. Oh yeah. And uh, for the past couple of weeks, we've been doing just the uh, the commentaries of all the of all the movies, and so we we missed out on a couple of like big big news, but we know we were able to talk about it a little bit in our other uh, podcast, so Tech Cinephiles. Um, but for those of y'all who listen to our commentaries, thank you. I've heard I've, I heard some feedback. A lot of people said that they they did enjoy it. Uh, yeah, we, thanks we, a lot. Yeah, we were to, we were able to throw uh, some tidbits out that people didn't know about the movies, but. Again, thank y'all for listening. And uh, so, yeah, Solo came out. Uh, we did our review of it on the uh, Sotech Cinephiles. So if you ever want to hear our review, our full review, it's going to be on our other uh, podcast, Sotech Cinephile. And uh, opening weekend didn't do too well. Uh, it's not making a lot of money. Why, why, do you think, why do you think that is? Like, it didn't... I heard it bombed pretty much in China, which every movie, it seems like, is dying to get their overseas numbers in because they make tons of money overseas but last jedi and solo have not done that why why do you think why do you think that happened star wars for some reason doesn't do very well in china they do good numbers but not american type numbers for whatever reason we don't know i know world of warcraft did phenomenally well in china yeah. and was horrible in the states <laughs> so yeah it just kind of i guess it's a cultural thing but Thursday night, I believe it made 14.4, somewhere around there. Which is not that great. There's well, it set the record for Memorial Day Oh, for this Thursday. Like, weekend, okay. Yeah. But, I mean, it really didn't have that tough a competition, because I think Pirates of the Caribbean was at 13 million, and mm-hmm. then I think one of the... Another franchise had another opening day Thursday that was up there, but... Solo took that record, but I think that's the only record it's going to take. And yeah, because it, it didn't do well Friday, Saturday. Uh, you were saying your cousin went to go see it, and there's only like four people in the theater. Yeah, my brother went to go see it. He took his family, and he said there was only four other oh, yeah, people yeah, brother, in the sorry. Dallas area. So, yeah, it's uh, kind of shocking. And it's I've really seen a couple shocking. of other reviewers say that there weren't a lot of people in the theater when I went to go see it. Do you think they are waiting for tomorrow, for Monday's Memorial Day, actually, to watch it? Or do you um, think this is this is kind of what's going to happen? It's just going to end up bombing, and it's going to be the first bomb that Lucasfilm has. When you have a holiday release, it can benefit you, but it can also hurt you. I think because depending on what side of the fence you land on, if Solo had... A lot of goodwill for it. If it had a lot of buzz for it, it helps it tremendously on mm-hmm. a holiday weekend. But if there's not really that much buzz and it's coming off a film that people, a lot of people did not like and a lot of people loved and just didn't have kind of that big hype behind it, people might decide, well, let's just stay home instead of doing that. Mm-hmm. Or, so... Do you think this uh, this boycott for <laughs> for Lucasfilm? Do you think it's it's Do you think it actually happened? Do you think this is what we're we're seeing the first wave of people who are refusing to accept the Kathleen Kennedy run Lucasfilm now because of what happened with the Last Jedi? It feels like to me that there are there were some boycotters, but I think most of the people did go see the film. Mm-hmm. But I think just the general population, I don't think there were they were as excited. 
does that have to do with the advertising for it or i because they advertised it pretty well they had a lot of tv spots around but it was i don't know if a lot of people really knew what the story was just like with rogue one how people were like kind of like i didn't get what was going on um these star wars story films are seeming to be like a gamble for the general public those who are not true star wars fans to come in and watch this movie and then be like, okay, where's Ray and where's, you know, Poe and Finn? Like, where, what happened? And then you tell people, oh, this is a, a story. And they're going to go, what? What do you mean? And they're like, oh, it's a, it's not part of the episodic. It's a Star Wars story. So I'm wondering if that is confusing people when they see this. If they're like, well, is this a continuation? Is this a young? Like, they don't know. And somebody even asked me, like, okay, so when does this actually take place? Does it take place after or before the year i was like well it takes place after the prequels like oh okay they they thought it took place like somewhere in the like episode two and three but i don't know it's just it just seems like maybe there needs to be kind of like um i don't know a more chronologically released set of movies for the stories so people can understand them yeah, I don't even think they have to do that. I'm glad you brought this up. What they really need to do is bring that opening crawl back and establish it there. Oh, that. Oh, I see what you're saying. I mean, it, it, it can break the fourth wall there and say, 10 years before A New Hope, we find yep. a young Han on, Solo, on Corell. I mean, yeah. and it lays it out right there. It tells you at the very beginning. Uh, you can even say like 13 years before how, how, how long was it between uh, Rogue One and A New Hope it was um, I can never how old Jen was and how old she ends up being at the end they well can, I know at the very end it was like a matter of like 15 minutes yeah. before we saw the opening of A New Hope I heard it was uh, that book a certain point of view said it was two hours so oh, okay. two hour well but, yeah, then, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very very close it was very very close yeah. in, in the way they opened it but like even the beginning they could have said you know, so many years after the rise of the Empire from Revenge of the Sith comes this new and blah, 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 blah. And then they could have explained it so audience members could be like, oh, okay. So I think they should start doing that. I think they should start promoting it that way. I think they should start telling people that because a lot of people aren't understanding what these stories are. And mm-hmm. somebody, like I said, people would ask me like, okay, so is this going to be the next movie from after episode eight? I said, no, no, no. It's it's a Star Wars story. It's not Star Wars. And they're like, so uh, they, they didn't understand it. And the way I explained it to them is like, okay, well, you get Captain America, then the Avengers. Captain America is its own thing. And Avengers is when everybody comes together. But then I end up confusing them even more when they say, <laughs> so is it all going to come together? And I'm like, ah, not really. Uh, it all came together back, back in, in 1977. Yeah, that's yeah, where it came together. And so I, I think there's just, there needs to be more explaining to the general public. Right. There needs to be more hand-holding without actual holding of the hand. obvious <laughs> hand-holding, you yeah. know? I mean, even me, that I'm really deep in Star Wars, I was expecting to see, I guess this is a spoiler alert if you haven't seen Solo, but mm-hmm. I was expecting to get Jabba the Hutt. I was expecting to get some Boba Fett action. Yeah. I mean, and I think all the general population was also kind of expecting that too. Okay, well, we're going to see something something else. They're going to give us something, but they really didn't. So do you think, I know you and I were talking earlier about this. Do you think Kathleen Kennedy is doing the job that she is supposed to be doing with these new movies? With Force Awakens, Rogue One, Last Jedi, and now Solo. She's had four movies come out now under the Lucasfilm 
Disney umbrella. Do you think she is doing it right? I think she's doing the best job she possibly can, Mm -hmm. which doesn't mean that, yeah, she should be there, or it means that, yeah, she shouldn't be there. As a producer, of course, she's the greatest producer ever. Yeah, she is. But I don't know this. I was kind of wondering this. How many great films has she produced where Steven Spielberg hasn't been attached? She did... um of course, she produced all the Back to the Future. Okay, well, Steven Spielberg was Spielberg attached to that. Attached to that. Uh, the 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 Bourne movies I know she produced are few of them. Her and Frank Marshall um, produced okay. the Bourne movies, um, but a lot of the th- movies that she has done has been strictly with um, with Spielberg, with all of Spielberg's. Which, if you think, is not a bad person to be with you know like all these right. i think she she came on board with spielberg she was his assistant for uh and raiders of the lost ark right and she worked her way up. and then she worked her way up to now right. she's producing his movies and then she won they won best picture for schindler's list you know they and uh they got nominated for best picture for many many movies almost won for Saving right. private ryan and you have her in control which everybody was really psyched about but now it's looking like everybody's kind of unsure whether or not she has the the fans in mind with these movies or whether or not she's doing like what she feels is the right choice so like what do you right. i mean i don't know <laughs> well for me the analogy is kind of like a basketball coach if you're a great basketball coach and you have okay average players and you do well mm-hmm. that's a, that's a lot of credit that goes on to the coach but if you're a great coach and you have great players of course you're expected to win the title mm-hmm. and she had steven spielberg and she made great films so was it more on kathleen kennedy or was it more on steven spielberg personally i think it's steven spielberg because yeah. it's with film with star wars in particular it's the creative aspect and the way that George Lucas set up the original trilogy, I think that's what everyone wants to see. Mm-hmm. And when you divert from that, I think it lessen it, in a way it kind of like lessens and changes what the general audiences are expecting, and it kind of brings Star Wars down in their eyes a little bit, and mm-hmm. they're not as excited to get the next one. And the next one came within six months, which has never happened before which, in Star Wars. Yeah, and uh, you would think people like ourselves, where we were pretty excited, were like, "Cool, we're gonna get another Star Wars movie like soon." Which right. was it was supposed to happen with uh, Rogue One and Last Jedi, and the Last Jedi got pushed back to the to Christmas of that year, right. last year. And I like you think people would just be psyched, but it just seems like people are not flocking to the theater anymore to see mm-hmm. Star Wars. And so the the big dilemma in my head that I always have, and you know, I I write stories. I'm not like a professional by any means, but I I like to think about what is right for the story. What what is right? For, not what people are thinking. What is right for the story? So you kind of get in trouble with Star Wars, where you're thinking, okay, this is the story we're trying to tell. This is what is right for our story. But is it what the audience will accept or not? And it seems like with the Last Jedi. What they thought was right for the story was not what the audience wanted at all. And for me, I, I liked the story. I know you and I disagree all the time with The Last Jedi, but I liked the story. I thought it was a great for what the story they're trying to tell. But now we're seeing like the audience and the fans are like, hey, wait, this is not what we want. And now we're seeing it's it's becoming apparent that they might actually just stop watching these movies. And it's kind right. of a weird 
it's a weird thing to think about. So what's going to happen? Are they going to, is she going to step down? Is she going to uh, end up having, having someone else take over? And then they're going to say, okay, now we're going to do seven, eight and nine the way we thought should have been done or something like that. Or yeah. is seven, eight and nine just going to be in stone. This is canon now. It's just as now it's it's kind of on the future of Star they Wars. They did it with unsure. the prequels. Yeah. yeah. Now it just seems unsure. Like it's kind of a scary time. This movie. Yeah, this if, movie scared me. Like with the amount of money it made. I felt like if you got a certain person in Lucasfilm, they would have been like, "We're redoing the prequels. Let's mm-hmm. just redo them because yeah. of what they were." But mm-hmm. they were very put their foot down. The prequels are canon. The Clone Wars movies canon. Clone Wars animated series is canon. Mm-hmm. And then everything we create now. It's all canon. This is all unprecedented. No one's ever done it before, attempted it before, but we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Which, it seems like the comics and the novels have all been collectively better Mm -hmm. than the films. Yeah, and they're very successful as well. And they're explaining a lot of things in these novels that are not in the movies. Things Mm -hmm. that you're kind of like... Oh, that's interesting when you read the novels. Like, oh, that's what that explains this. That, that that's who this person was, and I don't know, man. I'm just with with the how Solo performed this weekend, Memorial Day weekend. It just seems like maybe. But I mean, there's a lot of factors. I mean, you got to look at what is in theaters now. Deadpool two took money away from it. Infinity mm-hmm. War is still taking money away from it. So you take off like ten to twenty to thirty million, maybe, mm-hmm. because other people are still. Obsessed with that. Yeah. And the fact that Lucasfilm is trying to get away from December, from Christmas, boggles my mind. Yeah. Why would you do that? You've already established a new family tradition in America. Mm Mm-hmm. Just keep on doing it. Everyone's going to go. Yeah. And, you know, I was telling David today, I was telling you uh, today that, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we had an episodic movie Christmas? Because we're going to... We're going to get episode nine next year, Mm -hmm. and then we're going to start getting the Ryan Johnson and Benioff and Weiss... Uh, series movies going on which i'm thinking those are gonna be those will be episodic ryan johnson's trilogy will be one two and three four five six we don't know benioff and wise also wait no johnson is said a trilogy right they they said johnson gets a trilogy yeah and then benioff, benioff and wise get like a series of films they're gonna be i guess kind of like showrunners yeah or they're gonna be i don't know i mean yeah i don't know i think they're gonna end up having like a six the last thing i heard they were gonna have a Ryan Johnson film, then a Benioff and Weiss film, then a Ryan Johnson film. Just rotate every, every year. Every Christmas. Well, right? they didn't say Christmas, but... Well, I think... So what they should and do... And it seems like they want to just go back to May. And it's like that... They're, it's so crowded now in April and May and it's, June. Yeah, especially this it's year. It's like, get out of there. Yeah. Let's go back to Christmas time. Right. They have no competition when it, when it comes to Christmas time. Because right, right. when movies find out that there's a Star Wars movie coming out on Christmas, everybody gets out. Nobody, like, right. what was it, Kung Fu Panda 3 back in 2015, was like, nope, we're going to 2016. And then Mission Impossible, uh, what was that, Rogue Nation, they, just, yeah. they went all the way to July. And they're like, no, we're not going to go anywhere near it. But with the summer releases, you have your Marvel movies, you have your other movies, and this year you have your Jurassic World and your Daredevil movie. Daredevil. Uh, Deadpool movie. <laughs> Daredevil's a great uh, TV show, by the way, on Netflix. Um, and you have these other movies, these other factors there in May, like you said, so it takes it takes away. And it just didn't seem smart for Lucasfilm to... And when they announced Ron Howard was coming in to finish the movie, everybody in their head said, oh, they're pushing it solo back to december right. nope they kept the date they released it and you know the movie's great yeah, solo is yeah. a great film it's yeah. a really it's it's probably one of my favorite like 
I don't know. I can't say standalone movies. There's only two of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you know, it's, it's it was a great addition. It was a great addition to yeah. the Star Wars world. In fact, I tell people, hey, you can actually just start with Solo, and you'll get enough from Solo to want to go and watch everything else and be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So Solo, honestly, is a good starting off point yeah, for, true. for Star Wars I, fans. I hadn't for, thought about it for like non-Star that. Wars fans because yeah, they they explain enough, but not enough that when you go back and watch one, two, and three, you go, huh, okay. Then you watch four, five, and six, and you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Then seven, eight, you're like, oh man, this is this is all great. So Solo. If you're out there and you're unsure about Star Wars, Solo's not a bad movie to start with at right. all. Yeah. Um, and so it's just it's shocking that if they, they, if they would have just had this great movie, released it in Christmas time, it probably would not have bombed. It probably would have been really, really successful. And Lucasfilm probably would have had enough time to promote it the right way. It felt like they kind of just rushed it there at the end with the promotionals. Yeah, Where, because they had to promote Infinity War. Yeah. And they were still trying to do the... Um, they were still trying to get Last Jedi kind of out, like get the the, the, the all the overseas stuff, get all that done. Right. And so we didn't get our first trailer for Solo until like almost February, like March, like or February. It was like it was. You got a Super Bowl spot, yeah. And okay. then they didn't even advertise that. No, they did. They were very, very like secretive. It's like, why don't you just come out and say, "Hey, Star Wars fans, we got a treat for you." Super Sunday that'll boost the ratings yep. for the and Super Bowl. People would be like, "Oh right. my gosh!" And they, it would be an show. event within an event, and then we could just all be like, "Yeah, Star Wars fans, we could." I mean, we could. I mean, boosted the economy simply by saying that, and all of us get together for the Super Bowl. Yep. Even non-football watchers have a little like Star Wars party and make it an event unto itself. Yeah, that would have been great, just like they did with Force Awakens, uh, the, the trailer and the Last Jedi. How they they did that and the Super Bowl. It was the best opportunity to promote. We're showing our trailer here during the Super Bowl. And instead, what we got was a, what was like a 30, 40 second spot, which then said, okay, tomorrow, Monday, we're releasing our trailer. And it was like, what? I was, I enjoyed the trailer. It was great. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was kind of a stupid move on Lucasfilm's part. They missed a great opportunity there. And it seemed like with Solo, they just didn't. They were unsure about it for some odd reason. Whereas with Last Jedi, that's man, how they, it kind of came off. They, they pushed Last Jedi hard. There was very unsureness in the whole marketing campaign. It felt they weren't confident in the movie, in which they should have been. I mean, they should have been. They pulled it off. Yes, Ron Howard pulled it off. Everyone that worked on the film, pulled, Alden pulled it off. I mean, no one can actually be Harrison Ford, but he found the right way to do yes. Solo. Yes. And and it's a like we said, yeah. it's a great, great movie. And why they didn't have the confidence in it, I don't understand. Why they didn't just say, you know what, we have Infinity War, which should have been a reason alone. I think if you say, hey, Infinity War is coming out in April, and then less than a month later, y'all are coming out. Disney should have been like, okay, let's push this one to Christmas. Yeah, Mary Poppins, you can move Mary Poppins up to Thanksgiving. It doesn't really... And Mary Poppins, That's what I was thinking. Let's be honest with Mary Poppins. It's not going to make that much money, mm-hmm. even though they are kind of banking on this whole Mary Poppins is going to win Christmas time. Think about it. Mary Poppins, Star Wars, Solo, A Star Wars Story. Which one is going to make more money during Christmas? Star Wars. Yeah. So, I don't know what the reason is behind that. but So if they would have done that, I think well, I think we would have been hearing a different story. And if they would have promoted it to kind of the same way they did with Last Jedi, where they kind of give you, here's our teaser, wait a couple of months, 
Here's our first trailer. Wait a couple of months. Here's our final trailer. Here the tickets are. And then we all go, oh, this is it. This is the moment. And then they release the toys just like they did with Force, like Rogue Friday or even Solo Friday. They could have had a Solo Friday. Yeah, I'm so surprised. They didn't, they didn't do, do that. that. They didn't do any of that. They and didn't some even... people online were calling it Wookie Weekend, and that was the first time I ever heard of that. Which, hey, that's a great title. Yeah. That's a great thing. Yeah. Lucasfilm could have said, hey, Wookie Weekend, here we go. Yeah. And I would have been psyched. And then Christmas around like December 15th, 17th, they could have released Solo. It would have been awesome. But for, I don't know what happened. It's like they dropped the ball with the promotional on this movie. And I, I'm sad. I'm sad. Yeah, it's kind of depressing. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's really depressing. So this podcast, us, is just us wondering what went wrong. Like, what? why did this fantastic movie just get sh- just pushed mm. out and not even, you know, really cared about with Lucasfilm? And it's just bizarre to me. And then, you know, so we were talking today, and David said something like, well, we're not in charge of Lucasfilm. If we were in charge, none of this would have happened, which is very true. <laughs> none of this would have happened, you know. Um, we like the, to think that. Yeah, May the 4th, how would May the 4th... Okay, your ideal world, May the 4th, what is it? Go. So this past May the 4th, I felt like that's the day where Lucasfilm throws, gives us a bone, as Star Wars fans. Gives us something exciting. Celebration news. They could have announced Chicago Celebration mm-hmm. that day. And that would have been epic news, you know. Yes. I mean, it's so surprising that they picked Chicago. We're still kind of in shock. And we would have been talking about that. We would have been, thank you, Lucasfilm. You finally gave us something on May the 4th that was really huge. And, I mean, what else, I mean, what else technically could they have done? They could have released another, another like, great teaser they could have released the final trailer for solo give us that final push from may 4th all the way until may 25th like just boom here's the final trailer they could have done that and then they did release the tickets on may the 4th which was appropriate but they didn't tell anybody there was no they dropped the ball on that too because i fell asleep thinking that they were going to go on sale the next day like at 10 a.m or something like that because they didn't announce the time but Thankfully, you stayed up. Yes, I stayed You bought up. them at 11 p.m., yep. and that that really kind of irked me. And <laughs> the fact that they... Lucasfilm hasn't officially announced a Boba Fett film, mm-hmm. but that news came out Thursday, the yes. same day Solo was released. They could have announced that, too. Hey, guys, we're going with a Boba Fett film. This is who is attached. Or they didn't even have to say the director. Because yeah. we we know the history now with directors and Lucasfilm. Yeah, we're just a little nervous. Yeah. So yeah, they could. I mean, they could just tell us simply, "Hey guys, this is what we're working on. It's not a for sure green light, mm-hmm. but as Star Wars fans, and we only know that Star Wars fans are listening. Hey, we're we are working on Kenobi. Rest assured, we are working on a Boba Fett film. Rest assured. Yeah. I mean, we we do have those films that we do know that you're looking for and wanting. Mm-hmm. So that's in that's in the pipeline, guys. And if it changes, it changes. It I mean, yeah. which, but which, just give us something yes. like that, you know? Give yes. us give us that uh, give us that little that little like light of hope that hey, maybe we are going to get something really cool that we're all familiar with mm-hmm. and that I think the fans are really really clamoring especially for Kenobi. Yes. Give us that 
maybe give us a little like idea of what you're thinking about talking about keep the fans in the loop get us i mean that's a great way to get us talking we're already talking a lot but not a lot of it's positive yeah a lot of it's like this podcast, we're kind of negative about it, yeah. which is which is really sad. And well, I mean, we're know, pointing out we're certain pointing out, things yeah, yeah. that maybe they could improve on, For but me, that's just our little corner in the Star Wars what spectrum. I, what I would do every May Fourth, which is very strange, for the week of May Fourth, I would release one of the movies back in theaters. Yeah, that would be awesome. Every year, like, okay, starting next year on May the 4th, we are going to And it's like, why haven't they been doing that? They can make a lot of money. Four. We're going to release episode four back in theaters for Increase one Increase the box office and, for And, and, and then the next year, episode five. So it's like every May the 4th, they would release a new Star Wars movie yeah. during that week. That would make bank. Yeah. For one week, if they were to release Empire Strikes Back Between the people would flock to the theaters to go watch it. And then they'd say, hey, we're going to show one, two, and three. I, hey, I'm still going to go watch one, two, and three, even though I'm not a big fan of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So just like when they were, they, a couple of years ago, when they were going to re release the six back in theaters, mm-hmm. 3D, I was like, well, man, that means I have to pay for six movies now in 3D because I'm going to watch them all, even though, <laughs> even though I'm not a big fan of the prequels, I mean, I enjoy them. Yeah. I was like, I'm still going to go watch them all. And Star Wars fans would do that. Yeah, every, yeah. Every, that that's a great idea. I think. And, and then what that would do then is you know have us Star Wars fans go okay we have something to look forward to every May the fourth because not only will we get an original movie back in theaters or a prequel back in theaters we'll also get some news and I know they already kind of do the whole like uh, they do deals like sales on books toys and everything which is pretty great yeah but news news is what we want to hear May the fourth right. would have been a perfect time like you said for Star Wars celebration right. instead they released it uh, they. They didn't even say when they were going to release it. The 16th or something? It was like on a Wednesday? It was a Thursday because it was the Star Wars show that... That, that announced it. The Star Wars. It gets released on Wednesdays. Okay, sorry. Yeah. yeah, it was Wednesday. It was a Star Wars show said, oh, by the way, Chicago is going to be the next celebration. People were like, oh, okay. And then it just it just blew up everywhere. Everybody knew right. about it. And uh, I know a lot of people are like, why Chicago? And Because Chicago has the biggest convention center in the United States. Florida... Mm-hmm. The, what was that? Orange County Convention Center, which where we had Celebration 2017, was is the second biggest. So it was only appropriate that they went like, all right, we got to go to to the biggest one now because right. it's probably going to be crazy packed. And hopefully we'll be there, Lucasfilm. Please help us. And um, <laughs> your only hope. Your only hope. <laughs> and uh, what else? Oh, the Disney attractions have also been announced. Right. Uh, we're going to get. And they uh, could have announced that. They could have announced Ford. that. Made I mean, it's so they announced close. It, they announced it like last week. Yeah. It was right after we did our one of our podcasts. They finally released a video. It was a cool video. It really was. But it's like, for us fans, we want to see this. What am I trying to say? Like this acknowledgement of us as fans. Like, hey, really, really strong and big Star Wars fans. This is for you. This is. I know y'all are looking. Yeah. May the fourth. Just boom, getting Amelia Clark and. Alden Aaron Rag, Donald Glover, and Chewie say happy Star Wars Day on yeah. May the 4th. It really kind of isn't enough. Yeah. And it's I like, yeah, okay, I mean. Oh, cool, thank you, but we want to know more. We want to see more. Yeah, I mean, you got to give us something. I mean, you don't even have to give us, like, merchandise. We're no. just asking for the news that we're all just kind of wondering about and mm-hmm. we want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's a, there's there's millions of Star Wars fans out here. We're all eager for information. And we're all Star Wars fans because we love the world. We love this this world right. that they're creating, and it just seems like they're not giving the fans enough to go off of now. Yeah. And at first, I was on board, and I loved it, but then after Solo came out, which, again, I loved the movie Solo. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fantastic, 
But then just to see how it, it's not performing well, it's like, wait, Lucasfilm, what did you do wrong? Why did you mess this one up? Of all movies you couldn't have messed up, you messed up probably one of your best new films that you just made. Like, what happened? Like, I don't understand. And now I'm wondering, is Kathleen, is Kathleen Kennedy going to step down? And has somebody else got to come in? Is Dave Filoni going to come in? Is Favreau, now that he's on board, is he going to step in and take over Lucasfilm? I think if Favreau knocks out of the part with the streaming show... Which he will. You think so? Oh, there's... Dude, he's he's great. John yeah. Favreau's fantastic. Yeah. And by the way, uh, he was Rio in Solo. A lot of people <laughs> missed it. A lot of people were like, where was John Favreau? I was like, he was the voice of Rio in Solo. And it, Ew, was that a Wookiee? Well, was that a Wookiee? It was <laughs> awesome. He was great. He was really great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I like Kathleen Kennedy... Every movie she's produced by by Spielberg, I have enjoyed immensely. And for Spielberg, you need you need a good team behind you to, to get that to get these mm-hmm. movies made because Spielberg always p- pushes the envelope, or he just does something crazy. He does like a big big movie, or he I don't know. He has a great team, and Kathleen Kennedy has been with him for a while. I don't think she produced Ready Player One, but because she's busy right now, you know, with, yeah. with Lucasfilm. But I like her. It just seems. She's maybe missing something, the, the the pulse of the fans, yeah, and that makes me sad because I really like her. I, I respect her more than you know anyone in Hollywood, you know, yeah. besides you know besides you know, Spielberg <clears throat> and all these other people. And it's just like what if she needs to she needs to do something different, really really fast, really 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 quick, because right now starting now <laughs> until December of 2019, there's nothing Star Wars. We get resistance, but as for movies, it's almost it's gonna be almost a whole year and a half until we see anything Star Wars, and that's kind of scary now. And the general public is gonna be okay. Christmas time. What Star Wars film is coming out? And they're they're nothing. Nothing. They're gonna be like, oh, uh, we already released it. (laughs) We didn't. We didn't really tell you about it, but we did release one. Yeah. And it's, it's just so. So shocking. It's so shocking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, this is a downer of a podcast, but we're just <laughs> we're just in shock. Like that's yeah. all it is. And, and and for those of you who don't know, like if you're like, oh, should I go see solo? If you're listening to this podcast and if you don't know what where solo is in the timeline, it's ten years before a new hope. It's a young Han Solo. It's when he meets Chewie. That's when that is. Rogue One is uh the ending of Rogue One takes place two hours before a new hope starts which is episode four which came out back in 1977 Mm -hmm. so that's the timeline of rogue one to a new hope and then solo to a new hope so all these movies that have come out have been between episodes three and four what are we gonna say i'm sorry the thing that i they kind of went back on and have the same problem that the force awakens did was when the planets appeared they didn't have the name of the planet so when they were on Mimban, mm-hmm. we didn't know that. The general population didn't know that. I knew that because I know all the back stuff. But, but they, didn't, they didn't even say the name in the movie itself. Yeah, I don't think they said Mimban in the movie. But no. they were there. And there was another planet. It starts with a V. forgot the name of it. But uh, I'm th- I think I'm thinking about the Infinity War planet. <laughs> well, like with me and showing the titles in Rogue One, I was taken aback by it. Because it looked like Guardians of the Galaxy font when the titles come up. It looked like Star Trek font whenever the title just comes up out of yeah. nowhere. And you're like, what? Because I But guess- you have to have 
that framework there. So you, it's like, okay, this is, they're on a different spot. This this is what the title of this place is. I mean, well, you have to have something. And we just talked about it at the beginning of the podcast. We need to know what and where we are. Mm-hmm. The timeline, we need to kind of get our head wrapped around. Okay, so we don't get all surprised when we see something that we think shouldn't be there, but mm-hmm. it is there. Like you said, some people thought that Solo took place during the prequels, which is... Yeah, I mean, it's easy to think that. Yeah, because it it's like... You're not seeing Harrison Ford. You're seeing a really young guy play him. And it's like, okay, well, you start having to do the math in your head. Okay, well, how old would Harrison Ford be? And it's just, it's confusing. Um, but, they, you know, they didn't need titles in the original one. They didn't, because Lucas wrote it. He, he, you got to give him credit. He wrote it so well in the first movie that right. you knew the planets that they were on. Right. You knew, and then even Empire and Return of the Jedi, they, they kept saying... Uh, on the they said forest. Bespin, they said Bespin, Cloud City, and, they said and they Tatooine, said Endor, Endor, yeah, and all these other places. And the only time they kind of strayed away was the 2005 re-release when they showed Naboo and um, uh, Coruscant because we didn't know anything about Coruscant. We didn't know anything about Naboo. Well, they said Coruscant multiple times. They said Naboo multiple times. Oh no, I'm talking about in the original movies, in the original. Oh, the uh, special for, editions. Yeah, in the special editions. But we I, had the prequels coming exactly. out. Exactly. Okay, so and that's yeah. the only time they ever. Yeah. But. And then, yeah, even in the prequels, he said, this is the, this is the planet Naboo. We're going to Coruscant. We're going to Tatooine. We're going to uh, Kashyyyk. And, you know, all the... And they said it, but with Solo, Last Jedi... Uh, Last Jedi... They, they, I think Johnson got it right with Last Jedi. He said, okay, that's the planet Crate. This is the this is Canto Bight. Um, this is the planet we're on before. Like, he, he did it right... Abrams really didn't do that because I thought I honestly thought he destroyed Coruscant on um, Force Awakens. But right, it was, a lot of people did, but it was Hosnian Prime. It was right. it was the other planet, and so I I had no idea. I was like, oh okay. And then the planet um, that Maz lives on, you really don't hear. You just see her. Yeah, castle. they never say Taco Donna. No, they don't. They you got to you got to read yeah, that. You got to read about it. So it's like they gotta they gotta mention it to us. They gotta do it. And the titles, like I said. Threw me off when I saw Rogue One. I, I didn't like it. I was like, "No, get that off right now." <laughs> this isn't Guardians of the Galaxy. Stop, stop messing with us, you know, type of thing. Um, so, with now they need to tell us. They need to tell us these planets that we're on. Um, what else does Lucasfilm need to do? <laughs> <laughs> they need to hire us. They need to hire us, and um, and you know, like again, I'm going to say it over and over again. This podcast Solo is fantastic. It's a fantastic film, and it's a movie that everybody needs to see. And if you were unhappy with The Last Jedi, which, you know, I wasn't. I love Last Jedi, and I still... But if you were unhappy, this movie's okay. It's great. They, yeah, it kind of goes back to the same kind of Star Wars formula. And for me, I always go... My Joe Baggs, who was, who's a part of the Sotex Cinephiles and has helped us with a few of these commentaries, he's a, he's a very hard critic when it comes to movies. He's very difficult... When he's like, oh, I didn't like it because of this. Oh, this movie was not that great or blah, 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 blah. But for once, we get out of the theater and I looked at him and he goes, that was really good. I was very surprised by this movie. Yeah, I everyone really had such low it. expectations. Yeah. And it was it was fantastic. So, you know, going starting now and going until December of 2019, it's like, what is how is Lucasfilm going to improve this and save Star Wars again? Now Abrams has all of this stuff now on his back now because he has to bring everybody back again 
Because Last Jedi, Johnson scared everybody away to the point nobody wants to go see Solo, pretty much. I think that's a, a nice little mandate for J.J. Now J.J. might add more stuff in. And the report came out that uh, Billy D. Williams yeah. is working out now. <laughs> you know, if they bring Billy D. Williams back, that's great. I didn't know he was 81. Yeah. He is 81 years old. And he, he's working out apparently like three times a day or something. Like he's, yeah. he's getting in shape. We might see Lando in episode nine. God, Lando should have been at Canto Bite. Man. He should have been at Canto Bite. He should have been there. Oh, so going to Solo, shifting gears to Solo, Han will never see Lando until Empire Strikes Back. I in my head, it seems like that's how it's gonna be. They could work it like that. I think they made it the way they made it, just in case they don't do sequels. And with the box office, that might that might actually prevent happen. the sequels from happening. But I mean, from the way they talk in Empire, the way his 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 voice, he goes Lando, Lando system. No, Lando's not a person. Not a system. It's a name. Lando Calrissian. You know smuggler you know blah 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 blah. you know bit of a scoundrel your type and all this other stuff and then when they see each other he's like hey what did you do to my ship he goes your ship hey you lost her to me fair and square it seems like where we see them at the end of solo they never interact until empire strikes back and so, yeah they could work it like which, that which totally is pretty, which is pretty great i mean yeah. it makes sense now when i go back and watch empire and all those like will make sense those little but those you little figured things. they had more adventures together though yeah and i think in the in the last shot book i think they did have more adventures so oh, okay. technically so, yeah they did meet up again okay okay yeah yeah because i know um okay, so I but film wise yeah you could totally see it that way and then the general kinda... public that's not reading the books mm-hmm. they'd be like yeah that's the last time but there's just so much detail out there mm-hmm. that unless you're totally invested like we are because we're crazy <laughs> yeah you're not you're not gonna get that we're absolutely nuts when it comes to Star Wars um it's just it's shocking they had a great cast for solo great <laughs> script for solo great director for solo yeah great score for solo and nobody's gonna go watch it the people, I think, and I hate to say this, the people who are who wanted to see it watched it. Right. That's it. And here we are on this podcast begging you, go watch the movie because it's fantastic. And we want to see more. Where, where the movie ends, you're like, I want to see more of this. I want to see where this goes now. This plot line that can maybe just be underneath the entire original movies now. Yeah. The second weekend, though, to me, it's going to be a big telltale sign because if it drops... A substantial amount, like sixty percent. Mm-hmm. That's that's going to be scary. Yes. And if home video sales don't do great, that's going to be another. I think big telltale sign. I think home video sales are going to do great. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be like, I don't want to watch it in theaters. Yeah. But I'll go because Last Jedi. You know, even though there was this huge split for something with, with the fans, the movie, the home video sales were huge. Yeah. That movie, they said the day it came out, Amazon warehouses sold out. They had no more movies to sell, which is insane if you think about it. And then, like, even a couple of weeks after the movie came out, they said it's still the highest-selling Blu-ray DVD of, of this year. And mind you, it was still the beginning, but the fact that that movie just sold just millions and millions of copies shows you that people are people were watching or people were scared to go watch it maybe they didn't want to get criticized for watching this movie now i buy it and watch it in the comfort of my home and judge for myself <laughs> but um but I, it, it's just bizarre it's just out of this world bizarre for me 
Well, going into it, I think a lot of people were like, well, kind of nervous about it. And I think that didn't help either. No. And, and you know, I was nervous. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was like, ah, what's going to happen? And see, beforehand, I was like, man, I'm confident. I think this is going to mm-hmm. be really solid. Yeah, you, you were on board from the beginning. Yeah, solid yeah. to great. And I think it was solid because I've, I've only seen it twice. Oh, and for really? me personally... It's. I have to see a film multiple times to get my final verdict mm-hmm. on what the film was, but yeah, I mean, I do, I do want to check it out again, and I probably will tomorrow on Memorial Day. Yeah, I want to see it. Um, I'm probably gonna see it sometime this week. Maybe see it in California. Go when I'm up in California, yeah. I'll watch go it. To, you know? Go to Man's Chinese Theater. Oh my gosh, that would be or the TCL Chinese Theater. That's what it's called. Now. Oh yeah, they had they changed it, but it still yeah. looks the same, right? Like, yeah, and they still, still have like three PO and R two D 2s footprints. Oh my gosh, I have to yeah. check that out. I have yeah. to, but uh, but I, I'm just uh, it's just all this this weight is now on Abrams' shoulder. All right. this weight is, and now all this weight. Okay, so let me ask you this. With how Last Jedi did and with how people feel about Ryan Johnson, do you think they're still going to go with these tri- this trilogy that Ryan Johnson has? Do you think Lucasfilm is still going to be confident that Ryan Johnson will give us something incredible with these this trilogy? Well, here's the thing. For me, it feels like that Ryan Johnson should be making Star Wars films, mm-hmm. but not... The saga films. Okay. To me, the saga films should have been left up to someone that had more of a kind of more like taste like JJ and more mm-hmm. like just sensibilities that he has. <clears throat> and Ryan can make incredible films that are in the Star Wars universe, mm-hmm. but it was just too off for a saga film, I mm-hmm. think, to me. I mean, it, it's so weird to say it and it's contradictory. He made a really great film. But he didn't make a great Star Wars film. It, it was just too, too different, you know. It was mm-hmm. just too not traditional. And I'm all for breaking the tradition. Yeah. But not the second film to me. The sec. It's pretty much the second film in the saga. Mm-hmm. Re and and basically rebooting Star Wars. And that that to me was just kind of. Yeah, it's. I applaud the the effort. But it just it it got rid of too many fans. I mean, it, yeah. it turned too many fans, and it just wasn't ready quite yet. If they did another saga trilogy, then with, with no with no Luke, no Princess Leia, yeah. no Han Solo, I mean, yeah, then it's like okay, well, I mean, it's it's not what it's not the old Star Wars, yeah. so you can kind of do whatever do whatever offshoot you want but <laughs> just it just fun. feels like because i think ryan i'm really looking forward to ryan johnson's new films yeah because he can do whatever he wants and to me it's not gonna it's not gonna depress me the way that last year i did <laughs> because i mean it's gonna be brand new characters it's gonna be hopefully really an interesting story and he can do whatever i mean he's he's really in a great a great spot as being a, a director and hopefully he creates something spectacular I, I i like him i've liked him since the first one i saw of his was a uh, brother's bloom the brother's bloom with mark ruffalo mm-hmm. and adrian brody and rachel wise great film and then i saw brick and i was like whoa this guy is that was his first movie he did it was fantastic and then he did looper and that's right i actually met 
Ryan Johnson up in Austin. He was there promoting Looper. I got a picture with him, and I was like, and I whispered in his ear, "You should do Star Wars one day." And then I walked away, and he was like, "What happened?" I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I always, I always tell people that, like, whenever, whenever I show them the picture, they're like, "What did you say?" Like, did you, did you say anything? I just whispered in his ear, "You should do Star Wars," and I left. Yeah. This was back in 2012, before anything had even come about. I was just joking, of course. But I like him, and I like what he did. I like what he did with the Last Jedi, and I'm nervous with how Solo did with the backlash that he got with the last Jedi. And now it's like, okay, so are these factors going to play into when he starts his own trilogy? Are they going to say, okay, you can't do this. You have to do it this way now, because this is what the fans were mad at you about from that first one. But then like you said, mm-hmm. he he's wide open. He can do whatever he wants. He can tell, he can make an insane star Wars, like time travel movie. If he wants to, he can make an insane. Yeah, now he can after Rebels. Yeah, exactly. With he can. He go... can explore that, but then they say it's nothing to do with anything we've seen. They keep on saying that, so. which makes me scared. You know what I mean? Because you know, I liked. That's what I liked about Rebels. That's what I liked about Clone Wars. Uh, that's what I like about Solo. Is you know, it's it's there. It's it's not changing the song. Yeah, he has no know, boundaries. But now he has no boundaries, so he can out of nowhere just say, "Here's our first movie. Here's our new." protagonist and their struggles and here's our antagonist and this struggle the empire doesn't exist the rebellion does not exist this is just a story within the world of star wars and it's kind of my mind can't wrap around it i'm i'm like losing my mind thinking they have to bring in the empire they have to mention the rebellion they have to mention vader which you know they can they can honestly mention all these things but the fact that it's not going to revolve around this empire rebellion resistance i'm just freaking out about it you know like i don't know yeah most likely i think it's going to mirror something a story a historical moment and Mm -hmm. parallels uh something in history so i mean what could it be i mean could it be something like the Odyssey. I mean, could it be like mm-hmm. the Iliad? I mean, that's it, great. I mean, there's yeah. I see the Benioff and Weiss doing something that epic. Yeah, I think their their movie that those movies are going to be insane. I think those movies are going to be huge, huge, huge movies, and those make me excited to think about what they're going. I have no, I have no worry about yeah. Benioff and Weiss. I know these guys yeah. can just look at Game of Thrones, one of the, one of the most successful TV shows in history. They can do it. They can really do this. Ryan Johnson now, it seems like he might get, like, he might have a wall built around him when he starts making this movie. And they might tell him, no, you can't go this far. You have to stay here. So, we'll see. When do those, When is that movie? Yeah, I wonder, I wonder how the story group is going to react to some of the stuff that Ryan Johnson wants to do. Are they going to be like, well, we never d- done that before, but okay. Or, yeah. no, that's against kind of the Star Wars guidelines and mm-hmm. you shouldn't be doing that. And it's like, what, what, how did they factor in, you know? Yeah. I mean, true. yeah, and Pablo's going to have to work a little bit harder now to figure out a way to tie his into everything else. Like, it all has to tie in. You have to tie it all into the, in my opinion, if you're going to do a offshoot, of Star Wars. You have to have that anchor, which is the movies, which is the all now it's gonna be nine movies. You have to have that anchor into those to kind of be able well, to I, shoot I'm off. I'm guessing the anchor would be the force. Yeah. The oh, force okay. would be the 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 one thing that connects everything. But just like Yoda said. Oh, 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 oh okay. <laughs> but 
like what would be cool is if you do this story like okay let's brainstorm in a perfect world this is my story okay it's a story about here we go drum roll just kidding it's a story oh. about what was that a christmas vacation they're like <laughs> joy to the world all right anyways that was a great movie christmas vacation it was very good uh, so what would be really really cool is if you have this young kid who wants to become a Jedi, who's just lived his whole life reading about the Clone Wars, the the fall and ri- the, 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 the rise and fall of Anakin Skywalker, the redemption of Anakin Skywalker, the legends of Luke Skywalker, the legends of Rey, whatever her last name is, whatever Rey's last name is. And it's this this part of the galaxy where they're all being oppressed by this by this crate not the Empire, but somebody else and it's just this story on this it takes place on one planet like that would be a great start and this guy trying to develop and find the find his way in with the force and become one with it to where he can fight back and that would just be a really cool starting off point it would just be somebody reading about these and hearing about these legends from so many years ago and trying to fight back what's happening now silenced <laughs> yeah i mean everyone's going to have their own ideas and opinions on what it should be. Mm-hmm. When they said that Ryan Johnson was going to subvert our expectations, I was like, okay, that's cool. And I had total confidence in him doing that. But uh, we got The Last Jedi, and that's not how I wanted my expectations <laughs> yeah. to be subverted. But now, in his new trilogy, I would love for everyone's ideas to be subverted. And that you said right away, you said start off with a young kid. Mm-hmm. Start off with an old person. Ooh. Start off with a very old, old person. And what their role in it, we don't know. But maybe that person has flashbacks or they tell a story. And at the heart of the story, it might not be him as a younger person, him or her as a younger person, as a main character. It could be maybe the Obi Wan Kenobi to the actual main person of the story of the trilogy and it's just kind of the this person telling the story of what happened why this person fell or why this person ascended or why this person got betrayed Mm -hmm. i mean you i would love to see that subversion of our expectations just totally the opposite of what we would would expect Yeah. yeah yeah and play that up with the marketing as well which they kind of did in The Last Jedi. Which they did with The Force Awakens. Yeah. Which they didn't do with Solo. Yeah. But, yeah, I would love to... I think Ryan could really pull off something really great. So do you think he could bring the fans back? Well, he won't... Okay, so he's going to have the fun job of bringing in new fans to tell all these people... Right, hey, it's going to be a new generation a new, story. Yeah, like, come watch this movie, even if you've never seen the original ones, or the new... any. Come and start with this movie. Boom. Here's a whole new Star Wars movie. And now that I'm thinking about it, now my head's going, that movie's probably going to make bank. It really might. Because all of us fans are going to be like, okay, what else is out there? We are kind of, with this timeline, we are stuck with, not stuck, that sounds awful. (laughs) We are... Just held down. Right, we're just at a little pocket of the universe right yes. now, of the galaxy. And what we, all, I mean, the galaxy is huge. Yes. Let alone the universe. Yes, and all we know is Princess Leia, Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, the Emperor, Rey now. 
like we have our main this is the timeline this is all we can use now even rebels same thing they have they have to stay within this part and so that's the story we all have it it's all laid out for us and then now ryan johnson's gonna say okay now here's this story that has nothing to do with this one we're gonna start from scratch with this and we're gonna go and so it's gonna be crazy to think where he's gonna go with it and the fans are gonna be like okay is this could this possibly be the next generation star wars Right, and not tell us if they do something like the first Jedi ever. You mm-hmm. know, the guy who discovered the Force, the force yeah. and the, the crystals to make the lightsaber. I mean, not even tell us in the marketing. You know, have that be a major surprise, you know. And then again, my question to you is, is it going to be called Star Wars Episode One, Episode 2? Episode three. I Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. It's just they're, they're going to have to find a new naming convention. Just... I don't know what would you call it. I would uh, being okay. Naming convention part one, part two, part three, like Star Wars part one, and then I'll tell you. Or they, I mean, they could just simply call it Star Wars, and then the name, the name of, the of the film, movie. just okay. like A New Hope, and and just not give it Episode one yeah. or Episode two. Which have you, did you notice though? Now that with uh, the new the sequel trilogy, sequel trilogy, yeah, they, they stay like, away from nope, episode. We are not calling it Episode one. We are because even now, yeah, the I call stank episode, on, of the prequels. I still call Episode one Episode one. Yeah. I, I don't call it the Phantom Menace. Yeah. I, I say Episode one, Episode two, Episode three. But then when I get to A New Hope, and I always say A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, yeah. Return of the Jedi, Force Awakens, Last Jedi. So that could be a way they can do it. And then the question is, are they going to have the big fanfare at the beginning of the movie we don't know are they gonna have the opening crawl at the beginning of the movie we don't know yeah, it seems and like then, they're not and then now and then now and then after the ryan johnson everybody everybody knows now or if you don't know after ryan johnson does his trilogy then we're gonna get an entirely different series from the showrunners of game of thrones benioff and weiss and whether or not they're gonna kind of back up ryan johnson or they're just gonna go off on their own completely when did these movies start? Do you do you know the date of when these start? Uh, it seems like in the start, uh, so next year would be 2019, mm-hmm. which would be episode 9. Mm-hmm. And then, allegedly, we're going to get either the Kenobi or Boba Fett film in 2020. 2020, okay. And then I'm guessing in 2021, then that's when we're going to get, I'm guessing, uh, Ryan Johnson or Benioff and Weiss. So, 2021. 2020. Around there, 2021, 2022, that's when we're going to get... A Johnson. Right. And then uh, 2022, just, we'll get a Benioff and Weiss. Right. It, well, that's the rumor that they're going to alternate years. So. Yeah. It'd be smart if they did that. Yeah, give us, yeah. Give us all something. Keep this podcast going. Keep obviously. it in. <laughs> oh, this podcast ain't stopping. Oh, so, yeah. It, I mean, yeah, just every December, man. I mean, you got the flag, planted it. That's, mm-hmm. that's Star Wars territory, man. I mean, just... Keep on releasing Star Wars there and keep the train going. Yep. They're gonna break it this year, which I don't know. It's like why, why, why did they do that? Yeah, why? It's you know, like I, I, like I said, I love. That's what I look forward to every Christmas. Yes, I mean I'm an adult, so it's like I don't get gifts yeah, anymore for my. Psyched about Christmas. yeah. <laughs> I like that cartoon where it's the. I guy buy my own stuff now, and <laughs> it's like guy. this is the only thing I look forward like, to. What are you cutting down till Christmas? Yeah. No, until Star Wars. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, knock it off, you know. <laughs> and um, and so for me, these these new movies, you know, when I was younger, I had the 
the uh, the prequels coming out. Right. And it seemed like I was the only one in school. I mean, I'm pretty sure the high school I went to, there was other fans. But from what I saw, it was kind of just me and maybe two other people who were just super psyched about these movies. Yeah. And if I, I had this this Revenge of the, the Sith book my brother bought me, the making of the Revenge of the Sith book, yeah. I took it with me every day to class. I opened it, and I would just look at the pictures. I wouldn't read it. I would just look at these pictures. And I would just be like, oh, my, this is going to be amazing. This is going to be amazing. People would just be like, why do you do this, James? Like, why are you doing it? Like, this, and there I, I think I was a sophomore in high school. Your 2018 yeah, is going to pay off. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, even when I was younger, I had the the, 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 the books for uh, Phantom Menace, episode one. Yeah. And I would just read those all the time. The pages were falling out and everything. And so now that I'm, like, here I am. Here we are, 2018. Star Wars is back. I'm excited still about it. And it just seemed like with the solo movie, they didn't make everyone else excited about it. And now it's like, okay, moving forward now, do it. Lucasfilm, do it. Come on. Get us psyched about these movies again. Because they didn't do it with Solo at all. Yeah. Ah! (laughs) Yeah, for me back in 1998, I I lived like a two-minute drive away from my high school, so it wasn't very far to get there. Mm -hmm. But I would wake up early just so I could go to my first period class. And it was in a computer lab. It was algebra. but I w- And they had like a T1 line at school. So it was high-speed internet before oh. high-speed internet. So I would get on the PC and I would go to like force.net mm-hmm. and just read everything in regards to episode one mm-hmm. and go on starwars.com and they were releasing stuff there too. And that is what reinvigorated my Star Wars fandom, being able to do that. And it was just, it was just awesome because there was new news coming out, and I would kind of like try and talk to people about it, and no one knew anything. Yeah. It, it really felt like I was like almost like on the inside, and <laughs> I knew things that people didn't know, and it was like shocking. It's like, well, it's on the internet, guys. I mean, come on, and you're not looking this stuff up. But it was, it was incredible. It was, it was really. When I look back on it, it was like wow! It was it was so cool to to know that information then, mm-hmm. and I did it for episode two. I I wasn't I was in I I had already graduated, mm-hmm. so I was at a tech school doing it as well. <laughs> and yeah, all the time, man. I mean, I was looking at all the stuff and reading it all, and it was it was so cool. And now, of course, we have it on our phones, which yeah. is huge leap. And then now we're getting these new movies. We're getting a new Star Wars movie every year. In my yeah. in my wildest dreams between 2005 and 2015, in my head I always thought that'd be so cool if they had another Star Wars movie. Coming. And see, I always thought it would take George Lucas passing away yeah, before, we for it, before his yeah. kids were going to like take over and be like, yeah, we want to cash in yeah. and sell it to someone. And but thankfully he did it to Disney. Yep. And we're getting films, but it's, now it's, it's like... <laughs> it's like, what are y'all doing? Like, get us excited again. Like, yeah. you didn't, they didn't do it with... Force Awakens, they did it perfectly with the excitement, getting us back in. Even the promotionals. I, I almost cried watching stupid commercials on TV <laughs> where you see, like, this, this dad giving his son a toy for Christmas back in 1983, yeah. and then it's 2015, and now he's an adult giving a, a Christmas to his kid and it's a Star Wars toy yeah. and his son's really excited that he looks back and his dad's an older man now like <laughs> smiling at him and I'm like <laughs> the nostalgia's strong with this one and then with Last Jedi they, they kind of said okay the nostalgia's gone let's just yeah. let's just promote it how we normally do movies it's like no 
Star Wars, we are crazy fans. We want to feel like we did when we were young. I want to feel like I did when Phantom Menace came out. I want to be that excited again for a Star Wars. the hype machine for the Phantom Menace. It was insane. It was absolutely... There was no way you couldn't be hyped for that movie. It, It freaked my brain out because I was like... I was like, why make other films after this? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, God, this is like the biggest event ever. And the history, it was the biggest event in movie history. Now there's yeah. there's been, Avengers kind of <laughs> did uh, Ultra, I mean, not Ultron, no, not Ultron. Infinity War <laughs> kind of matched it, but it, people got to remember, back in 1999, that was the biggest thing to ever happen and the marketing machine was in full force you yes. had you had like seal bibble on a mountain dew can bibble i use man okay pepsi to this day is still my favorite soda because of the phantom menace really yes because of the phantom. Wow. so when we it, went to celebration worked on you. <laughs> when, when we went to celebration they had pepsi everywhere i was like thank god they have pepsi everywhere and it took i me didn't back even to, notice that yeah it took me back to when i was a kid I was like, holy oh, crap, cool. here I am drinking a Pepsi. And I remember <laughs> seeing, seeing Jake Lloyd's face on the side yeah. of the Pepsi can. And Watto. And then Watto and Darth Maul and Padme and the toys, the books. I, I even got like this this little novel. I still have it. It's it's in my bookshelf. Yeah. I will show it to you after this podcast. <laughs> I still have this novel that I had with Star Wars on it. And it was, oh, it was so exciting. And for mm. me, I was... 99, I was about to be 11, all right? I'm, I'm, yeah, I was young, all right? <laughs> I still am young, don't worry. And um, so I had just discovered Star Wars just a couple of years before that. Yeah. So for me, I was like, oh, man, this is this is exciting. Look at all these toys I'm getting. And my brother was like, yeah, they're releasing the Power of the Force action figures, like the one like Lando's right there. Mm-hmm. They're releasing these toys back mm-hmm. again. And it was like, this is cool. This is great. I didn't realize at the time they were just getting everybody ready for 1999. And then that's when they, I remember one day I saw something on TV. It said to prepare for Star Wars Episode One, which was, it was like a year away. They had a battle droid like flying on this little speeder thing. Right. And my mind just went, I was like, wait, everybody shut up. Did they just say to prepare for Star Wars? And then I saw like a little bit of the trailer with, um, you see Darth Maul with his double edged lightsaber. And you see a little boy running who I thought was Luke at the time. I didn't realize it was Anakin because I, I didn't watch the whole trailer. And I was just like, oh, my God, there's there's another one coming out? I was like, how is this possible? And I grabbed – I don't know what I was thinking. I grabbed the VHS, put in the VCR. That's a very old sentence, by the way. Put it in, <laughs> put it in the VCR. We bought it at the beginning, hit play, and then it, the opening crawl comes up. And then for some odd reason, it hit me. I said, it says episode four yeah. on this. And I was like, okay. And then it all just... And I was like, oh, we're going to see the beginning now. We're yeah. going to see episode one. We're going to see... Oh, yeah. and I I was so... And I still remember the day I went to go see The Phantom Menace. I still remember we were running late. And we had just pulled into the Rolling Oaks Mall there in San Antonio. And I looked at the clock. And it was like we had like five minutes to spare. And I will never forget this because I'm a nerd and it was only to me, no one else. I did the sigh of relief that Luke does when he shoots the uh, the torpedoes <laughs> into into the uh, yeah into the Death Star. I, just went, <sighs> I was like, oh my god! And I went to go see it. And of course, when you were a kid, Phantom Menace was amazing. Like you yeah. loved it, you loved it, you know. And then yeah, when I went to go see Phantom, <laughs> I saw Phantom Menace in my in my small hometown, mm-hmm. and I saw people there where I was like. I didn't know there were Star Wars fans, and they were all hyped up. But, I mean, there weren't, like, Star Wars fans like I was. But, yeah. I mean, they were, like, excited for it. 
And I was like, wow, that's pretty incredible. And the, I had never seen the theater that packed. Wow. Young, old, I mean, just an array of people that were there. And I mean, it, it was such an awesome experience. That whole day before uh, in school, I was just kind of like, I'm not going to learn anything today. Yeah. I mean, Star I'm just thinking about Star Wars yeah. comes out tonight. It's like, oh my God. And yeah, it's, it, it was just incredible, incredible leading up to Star Wars. I remember watching George Lucas on the Rosie O'Donnell show. And I <laughs> recorded that. On a, yeah. I recorded that on VHS. I'd watch it over and over again. She had her desk. They made a special desk for her that was Anakin's pod. Oh, my gosh. And I wonder where what, what that desk ended up. And, you know, it's it was crazy. Yeah. The promotional was crazy for that movie. And I remember watching TRL, and they debuted the uh, Duel of the Fates music video. Oh, my god! And I remember watching that, and Carson Daly was hosting it. And it was such a big deal. And I remember trying to watch that for the for all the footage. And to see him hyped, I'm like, oh, my God, this is just... <laughs> Carson I mean, this Daly. is this is just the biggest thing. I mean, it's like... And then going to the film and watching the trailer for... Fight Club before it? Yes, yes. Or no, no, no. It wasn't before the movie. It, it was going to... I remember watching trailers before The Phantom Menace came out that were going... For movies that were going to show after the release of The Phantom Menace. And I was just like, why? Well, are they going to get any more movies well, after there, there this? There should you know? be never any more movies yeah, after never, the Yeah, Menace. it's like... Phantom Menace is still going to be making more money than this. And there's no point to, to release any films <laughs> after ever, this. Ever. Pretty much, yeah. But, yeah, it, it was such a huge hype machine. It was insane. And then yeah. I remember I remember my brother, we went to go see Ice Age. And it was like the opening day it came out. Ice Age yeah. came out. And if I'm not mistaken, it was the same day they released the trailer. Now now we have the internet to tell us. Back then, I, didn't, we didn't, I really didn't have the internet to tell me, hey, here's the new trailer. for. And so my brother John leaves the theater, comes back, sits next to me, and he goes... I got a good surprise for you. And I was like, okay. And it was the episode two trailer. Uh, and I was like, oh. I was like this is awesome. <laughs> and the music, though, it was the same music from Return of the Jedi whenever Luke jumped yeah. into the pit. That was the opening of it. And then do you remember when they aired the episode three trailer? Do you remember that? The day they unveiled the episode three trailer. If you can remember this, you are officially like my best friend of the whole world. If you can. the day they released the yeah. first trailer, the, yeah, to episode three or the final trailer to episode three, it was. I'll give you a hint. It was it was done on TV, just like how they're doing the Force Awakens, and it was on Fox. It was on Fox. Yeah. See, I remember the episode two trailer more mm-hmm. because of the simple fact that I had to go to work. Oh no! And I was working at Hastings, and we yeah. had TVs. Yep. And I got it to where I got them to put it on Fox. So I was working the cash register, and the thing aired, but it was like a bad, like bad timing moment because I had customers oh, come God, in, no. and I was like trying to look at it, trying to do the transaction. I wouldn't I be like, able to function. Argh. I would not. Be, I'd be like, everybody, yeah. shut up. I would have lost my job if I would have been like, wait, <laughs> customers stop. But then again, I mean, we were an entertainment company. Mm-hmm. But going back to your episode three trailer, it was on Fox. Yeah, it had to be on Fox, but. <laughs> Like, are you asking what was airing? Yeah. Man, I want to say <laughs> something like Cops no, or The it, X-Files. It was The O.C. Oh, yeah. The that sounds show, familiar. The O.C. 
had the trailer and throughout yeah. this entire i watched the entire episode uh, and they should have the very of the end. oc and they kept saying stay tuned coming up soon the star wars episode three yeah. this is the sith trailer and my mother had me a vhs tape a blank vhs tape in there and she said when you see it hit the red button for record so i can yeah. record it and then, and then I heard it hit record, and I was able to watch the episode three. And I used to watch that trailer every day. I'd come home, rewind it, press play, and just watch it. Well, let me ask you this question. What, what you do got? you think is the best Star Wars trailer? The best? Okay. Uh, I'm going to say it sounds awful, but that teaser for The Force Awakens, at the very end, with Han saying, Chewie, we're hmm. home, was what I got goosebumps. It was one of the... Just the the craziest best feelings I ever had watching a trailer. Like I was almost in tears watching that trailer because it was like, again, I felt like I did back in 1999 when I saw the like when I, when I the hype. It was mm-hmm. there. So for me, it was that teaser trailer to the to the Force Awakens. Chewie, we're home. I still want to say it's the Phantom Men- Menace. Tra- the the teaser trailer the teaser trailer yeah that was the, it was when the you words, see right? when you, when we didn't know what gungans were and they were riding they're the, coming out their of the creatures yeah, the, yes. they're coming out of the mist and then you just see the classic kind of like star wars ish font and you saw the dewbacks with with padme's ship and mm-hmm. then you it kind of like reveals what the story is and then they show Anakin meeting Obi Wan for the first and time the and then you see scene, the right? pirate well it it busts out with Anakin, the front of Anakin's pod, and you're like, yeah. oh my god, what is that? Yep. And it, and with Star Wars music, and then you see Darth Maul with a double-bladed oh, lightsaber, yep. and at that point, you're like, is that physically okay? <laughs> is that possible? And then it's like, yeah, I mean, kind of like we, what we had with Kylo Ren's saber. Yeah. But it's like, wow, and then the dude looked crazy good. Yeah, he, he looks he, wicked. I mean, he looked like the definition of evil. Mm-hmm. And then he had a double double bladed red light. It's like, oh my gosh, they they found like someone that could be on like Darth Vader's level. Mm-hmm. And then you saw the fight a little bit, and then you saw some of the space battle, and mm-hmm. it looked very Star Wars. And it was like, oh gosh. And then, and then, then you also it. saw Sebulba. Yep. And then he goes, but da but da don't 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 don't. And that was yeah. it. I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps thinking yeah. about that. I remember that. I remember that. For me, that was a big deal. But for me, all these years later, I'm an adult. It was like, <laughs> it was like, okay, how am I gonna accept this? And it was that opening shot where you see the speeder going by, and then you see the the star destroyer, which right. makes me mad because Jamie Honeycutt, who's a part of the Sotex Cinephiles, yeah. helped us out with this. He said, you know, it'd be a really cool visual. I said, what? He goes, a star destroyer crashed like somewhere. And uh-huh. there's, like, stuff going on around it. I was like, yeah. He goes, that could be a good teaser poster. I was like, yeah, okay. Watch the trailer. I was like, crap. He called it. Like, he had it. <laughs> he had that vision. And yeah. when he saw it, he texted me, did you see the trailer? I was like, yes, you got it right. And then you hear <laughs> you hear Luke's voice talking. Yeah. You see the lightsaber. You see Leia's hands, which it was a deleted scene where you see Leia's hands grabbing And that was Maz Kanata. Yeah, Maz Kanata yeah. handing, handing her the lightsaber. And then you just see just bits and pieces of the, of the X-Wings. You see Poe Dameron. You see Kylo Ren. You see Phasma. And then you see, like, the chase of the Falcon through the, the Star Destroyer. And then the very end, I'm thinking, how are they going to end this thing? And then you just hear Chewie. And then they showed Han. And I was like, 
Oh, God. I almost died. And I, it's a chewy. We're home. And I was at work when I yeah. saw this. I had oh. my phone. And I'm over here in the break room. I have, like, tears welling in my eyes. I'm like, don't you dare cry at work. Because this is... And people would be like, <laughs> what happened, James? I'd be like, nothing. Don't look at me. And I'm like, stop. And then I, I, then I showed uh, Joseph. I went downstairs. Yeah. And then, you know, who, 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 he also helped us with our podcast. I showed him. And he was just standing there like... <laughs> like shaking as he was watching it oh man so for me that's the best and here we go again solo didn't give us that the movie was fantastic solo didn't give us that jj has to do that with episode nine he has to do it, it. feels like jj can just go all out now he can bring yeah. back hayden ewan liam neeson lando and, billy d williams yeah, coming back apparently apparently yeah i mean he could he could it. he could come off looking really really good I, off this film. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I said it before. I'll say it again. He might make the biggest movie in history. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It might be. Yeah, he could make the best. He he has an opportunity, man, to make the best Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. If and I mean, he could do. I mean, what if he just retros what ryan johnson did making ray just the daughter of well i mean i think there's that there was always there's always that opportunity with it even when vader tells luke i'm your father people were still unsure about it even back in 1981 you know like is this really happening is this really her spot so we don't know if he makes her ray skywalker dude everybody would lose their minds yeah and then we'd be like, okay. But here's the key to all of this, though. We, we should start wrapping it up here. But here's the key to all of that, though. Is if before the movie comes out, Ryan Johnson and Abrams both say, by the way, we actually had this planned the entire time. Well, according to Simon Pegg, he said that J.J. had a different yeah, plan in different, mind. For, for Ray, yeah. Yeah, then he so, stepped away, and he kind of had to step away because, I mean, this takes too much of a toll. Yeah. And then he had the whole, like, I promised my family I'd go on vacation with him, and then he put that on hold. But hopefully he did get all that done, and mm-hmm. he's back, and he's I, working. I'm telling you, it's going to be great. Well, thank you all for joining us on this crazy podcast. Uh, yeah. I don't even know what we're going to call this one. We'll call it something. Why Lucasfilm? Question mark. That's what we call this. <laughs> Why? Why? But uh, thank y'all for joining us on this podcast. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Definitely. Yes. And thank you for listening. Thanks for all the reviews and yes. all the stars. And we're getting a, a lot of people listening to us. So. Yeah, a lot of people listening all over the world. And if you could just please Rancho Cucamonga. Yes, I didn't even know what that place was. It's like I was like, oh, we well, didn't watch. Uh, I think it was like um, <laughs> maybe the third Friday movie. No. They, no. <laughs> yeah, they talked about Rancho Cucamonga, and that's how I knew oh, what okay. it was. Well, a suburb of, I guess, L.A. Or, that's, a, that's a deep yeah. cut right there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um, but yes, thank you all for listening. And please, uh, you know, send us some feedback. We have our email address out there. What is our email address? Uh, it's, just, it's okay. I'm going to tell you all our email address. It's really difficult to understand. And just, just bear with me, okay? It's called Star Wars Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. So if you... <laughs> Just that's all it is. Star Wars stuff podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. Tell us, you know, what y'all would like for us to talk about. What would y'all what y'all don't like about our podcast? What you do like about our podcast? And please tell tell your friends about us. You know, we're Yeah, give us some feedback. Us and some feedback. we also yeah. we also have a 
Facebook page. It's uh, called Star Wars Stuff, and uh, it's really easy. You just uh, apply to join, and uh, one of the admins will accept your request, and it's pretty simple. Yep. And I think we need to give a shout-out. So we actually do have an executive producer. We've never said his name before, but we do have an EP for this show, and it's Colin Weaver. Yeah. And Colin is uh, he's part of the 501st. Great guy. Yeah. And so we're giving... We finally credit our executive producer because <laughs> he's been he's been on board with us since like episode three I think it was and then we've I've always been like man we should really mention him right. but now Colin thank you so much for all you're awesome and also awesome the designer of our logo he actually lives in Norway I believe that's awesome and yeah he's he's from the states but yeah his name is Jim Jim Ludenberg I believe and it's an awesome logo yeah yeah and, it's really uh, good so yeah th- again thank y'all for joining us for the Star Wars stuff podcast and. Um, yeah. Like, subscribe, like, review. Share, yeah. Yes, tell everybody. And we will see you uh, next week. And of course, may the force be with you. Always. Oh, yeah.